Dad, I look at the picture I drew. I put on my best appraising my son's artwork face and looked down at the picture he had drawn. I recalled a bit when I saw it, not really sure what to make of it. It was a baby head, unlike a baby doll, but nobody was attached to it. The hair was gone, nothing but dots on the scope. And the eyes, the eyes were missing and staring openly. A big silver loop, like a smile, ran through the head. And the bottom was covered with little metal legs, like spider legs. I looked at it for a moment, wondering what this horrible thing was, but suddenly it came to me. I felt silly for being anxious. Good job, buddy. Is it Spider Baby from Toy Story? Handing it back to him. No, Dad. It's the monster that comes to my window at night. I sighed audibly. The monster had become a point of contention in our house as of late. Every night for the past three weeks, my son had woken up screaming because there was a monster outside his window. And ever since we had moved into our new house, it had been a regular nightly event and I almost started waking up before the screaming. It never mattered how fast I ran though. There was never anything there when I arrived. He was always sitting up in his bed, pointing out the window and crying about a monster looking at him. When we got home, he grabbed his tablet and began watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, as he was one to do after school. I made sure he was comfortable on the couch and not likely to run out of the front door and started washing dishes. Between the three of us, we usually make a fair amount of dishes. I was just finishing up when my wife came home, grimacing at the picture on the fridge as she came in. That's... that's an interesting piece of work, she said, kissing me on the cheek. Apparently, that's the monster that had been waking him up every night, I said, making her frown as she sat at the table. Ah, uh, that monster again? This has to stop. We have to do something. I shrugged, tossing the dry rag over the sink. I wish I knew what. What if you spent the night in there tonight? I looked dubiously at her. What? Like on the floor or something? No, you could sleep on the other bed in there. I always forgot there were two beds in my son's room. They were bunk beds, one on the ground level and one on the top. One was supposed to be for our guests, playmates, or cousins who wanted to spend the night, and the other was for him. In reality, though, it was more of an excuse for my son to pick a bed to sleep in every night. He usually slept in the top bunk, sitting right beneath the window, but sometimes he liked to sleep in a smaller bed at floor level. Okay, I guess I'll spend the night in there. Promise you'll reward me in the morning, I teased. She said she would and giggled when I kissed her on the ear. That reward would never come though. That night, we went through our nightly routine. After dinner, we brushed our teeth, put on our pajamas, and got ready for bed. As I picked up the book and directed him to the loft bed, he grabbed my arm and shook his head. I thought he would argue about bedtime then.
It wasn't a big one for bedtime. Instead, he just shook his head and pointed to the bottom bunk. Uh, can I sleep there? He asked, pointing to the bottom bunk. I sighed and looked up at the top bunk, wondering how I would get up there in that tiny little staircase. One look at my son showed me something serious was going on. He looked scared, too scared for a little kid his age. Now I was suddenly kinda scared of myself. What was so scary about this bed? This wasn't the first time I had the idea of sleeping in a loft bed. And now I was kind of hesitant to climb it. I got over it quickly and told him he could sleep at the bottom if he wanted. So we read our clipper book and I turned off the lights, swinging up into the top bunk as I snuggled down to sleep. For a few hours, I slept fitfully. I was awakened in the night of the night by a light scratching at the window. It wasn't a loud scrapping. It was soft, like something rubbing lightly against the glass as it attempted to get my attention. Maybe a fingernail, maybe a knife tip, but it was consistent in its effort as it rubbed. After the picture earlier, my mind tried a congered an image of a baby head with little spider legs scrabbling at the glass in my dream. In my dream, it dug perfect grooves into the glass, like a jewel thief's tool in a movie. Didn't it? was making progress, though. The baby's head had a mouthful of metal teeth to go along with its legs. The teeth gashed at the glass as the legs cut and I could do a little else but lay there and watch him cut through the transparent barrier. I woke up as he scuttled and leaped at my face, its twisted metal teeth twinkling. When I woke up, I thought the dream hadn't quite ended. The scrapping continued and that soft whispery sound, and I opened my eyes and glanced at the window. I was covered, a pillow over my head and my eyes peeked from beneath the corner of the blanket. I was still half asleep, and as the crust broke away from my eyes, I thought I might still be dreaming. I saw the baby head, metal legs still scrambling, pressing against the window. I lay still, watching the little creature bounce off the glass. Its scalp was stubbornly patched of yanked out hair, and its blue eyes looked straight ahead. The metal legs were bumping and rubbing, making scratchy sounds against the glass. The monstrous thing seemed like a Halloween decoration, something blown by the wind as it swung by the post. And as I watched it shake and spasm, I noticed the ring. The ring from the picture, a thick metal loop, ran through the head and connected to a thick chain. I looked following the chain and the outline of a person began to come into view. He was framed perfectly against the privacy bushes in front of my windows, his clothes blending seamlessly. He was a tall six feet at least, and his body was large and looked strong beneath his sweater, his tongue a wet and foaming bubbles as it slid over the filthy glass. His flesh was pressed to the window as he looked through the shadowy room, and his eyes searched for something. Thankfully, my son probably never saw him 
and Illy had ever seen the strange baby head necklace. If he had seen this strange face pressed up against the window, he would have likely never slept in this bed again. The man's eyes found mine suddenly. His crazed look sobering as he realized I was not my son. We locked eyes, and I'm ashamed to say that I didn't deliver some piercing look at that scared away. I was just as scared as my son every night before he started screaming in my days in fearful state. We stared at each other for a kind of five seconds before he broke and ran off into the night. The police just left, taking a complete statement and checking the bushes for evidence. My son is asleep in the bed, my wife having wrapped him around her protective arm, and I'm sitting on the edge and saying this to my words. Tomorrow, I'm going to the hardware store. I'll be coming back with wood to board the window up. I don't care if this weirdo ever comes back or not. Before I let my son spend the night in that room again, I'll make sure no one can ever peek through that window ever again.